In the world of video, size does matter. On this episode, we explain how shorter is often better. Video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carty. Welcome to the Video 2.0 podcast where we discuss the world of videos for marketing and business purposes. Hi, I'm Joel Gubich, Director of Business Development at ThinkMojo, and with me is my colleague, head writer, and creative story lead, Brendan Carty. So, Brendan, how are you doing today? I'm good, Joel. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm really looking forward to this episode, talking about shorter is better. I actually have a little story about that to begin with. Oh, uh, boy. Here yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're all about stories. So yeah. I've lived my entire life being short, but I just found out that I just got shorter. And I didn't know that was possible. What's going on? It is- yeah, what's going on? <laughs> so I had to take a, a uh, insurance physical, and they measure me, and you know, I always thought I was five foot six. Well, they measured me, and I was five foot five. I said, no way. I can't lose an inch. I don't have inches to spare. But my wife came and said, don't worry, because shorter is better. Joel, who are those people to tell you how tall you are? All right. <laughs> how tall you are is in your mind. Okay? I, I look at you as someone that's seven and a half feet tall. And I'm not going to let an insurance company tell me otherwise. <laughs> but your wife is right. But in the world of videos, I think that it's, it's absolutely true. The, the thing that always gets me, and we, we always tell clients the shorter is better message. And everybody – always agrees with us. It's absolutely, you know, it's something that they seem to inherently understand. But then when we actually get into the process of creating a video, there's this impulse to just keep adding more and more and more stuff and throwing the, the whole strategy out the window. So today we really want to get into uh, sort of drilling it into your head that sort of really is better. And there's real evidence behind it. Some evidence that may actually surprise you. Uh, the uh, more obvious evidence is just the straight engagement numbers. There's several studies, and we're going to sh- uh, share uh, a few of them with us. But there are several studies that show clearly how engagement rates go down at each interval. You know, so the best video is you know around 30 seconds. That's what gives you enough time to explain your message and uh, still keep people's attention. Now, obviously, 30 seconds is really short. And a lot of companies, a lot of products that are new, they need to educate the consumer. They need a little more time. So you go up to about 60 seconds. You're still in a very good retention zone. You get to 90 seconds. People start falling off. And after that, once you get close to two minutes, it's like falling off a table. You know, you're, the graph is a sharp right angle downward. People just stop listening. And that makes so, sense because you know, if you're in a conversation, if you've ever been in a networking event – and you see people's eyes glaze over or they go into the what I call the windshield wiper version of networking. They're already looking back and forth. Okay, who's the next person I can talk to? Get me out of this conversation. You know, you get to that two, right, two and a half minute say, mark. Save me. <laughs> yes. And so the same thing is in video. People have short attention spans. Uh, they're busy. You know, we've gotten used to multitasking. We've Yeah, and it's part of the exercise of making your video shorter is 
you actually make it better. People think that, well, I'm sacrificing something when I cut the message down. But the exercise of, of forcing yourself to say everything there is to know about your company, about your product in 60 seconds instead of two minutes or three minutes – it forces you to really hone in on what the true value of your product is. And that's only going to make your, your message more compelling and more resonant with people. So I think people have to stop thinking of uh, shorter as being some sort of sacrifice for a greater goal. Like, the go- well, I'm sacrificing the quality of my content just because people are stupid and they can't pay attention and I need to you know, appeal to their short attention spans. That's wrong. You're actually making the video better. I think that's an important word, compelling. You know, people have to understand that video is a compelling medium. And you have to, I mean, the beauty of video is the images. And images speak volumes. I mean, we're going to use a lot of cliches probably uh, over the, the next couple of minutes. But yes, I, could, I can convey a whole lot more in a, in, in a good image or video image than I can in a thousand words. Yeah, and it's you know you're you're going to be able to say so much more in a short amount of time if you use your your script, your actual text, and your visuals in this symbiotic way. I think people you know may may look at it as when they they sit down and they try to write their video uh, or write their script for their video, they think how do I cram as much meaning into these words as possible. And that's not really the best way to do it. You want to keep your your script as simple as possible so that people can understand it easily and remember it. The real point is to use the visuals to complement the script so that when they watch it, something clicks. It's not something that they're trying to learn. It's something that just sinks in. Now, I want to give, I want to bring up this one study. Yeah, you had mentioned this study on on, uh, Wistia, I was. I love this study. This study is fantastic because most of the retention studies are about you know at what point people fall off the, the table, like I mentioned before. And there's plenty of those, and they're very compelling. But apparently, the length of a video plays has a very strong psychological pull on the viewer. And I'll just to prove it, Wistia did a study where they took two videos, a 30-second video and a 90-second video. Now, the content of the two videos was basically identical. In fact, the first 30 seconds of the 90-second video was the entire 30-second video. They just cut it off at 30 seconds and said, this is another another video. So you would think that people would be as much into the 30-second as the 90. They're watching the same thing. But by around the 10 to 15-second mark, viewers were much more likely to stop watching the longer video than the shorter one. In fact, 25% of the 90-second crowd made it past 15 seconds. 25%, only one out of four, compared to over half of the 30-second. They're watching the same thing, but they're making different decisions based solely on the, the length of the video. So my question to you is, why is this happening? Wistia didn't, didn't take a, uh, an exit poll as to asking them why. They only have the raw data, so it's up to us to interpret it. Why is this happening? Why are the people sticking for the shorter video, even though they're watching the same thing. I don't know if in the study, I haven't looked at the study yet, but do the people that have watched the 30 second, the 90 second ones know that it's 90 seconds? That's right. They see, they do have, uh, they can see the timer on the bottom. 
Okay, so if I know that I've got 90 seconds there that I have to watch the whole thing, already in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to dedicate a minute and a half, uh, whatever, you know, internal clock goes off. If I look at 30 seconds, you know, it's one of the things that I learned in, in retail is that price points matter. There's a psychological price point for, for that people pursue perceive a certain value. And I think the same thing works in video. If I see 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, maybe it's over that 30 second mark that, you know, my brain says, Hey, you know what? That's a lot of work on my part. And I think that's, I think it's the commitment. I think you're, you're absolutely right. People, I I think about it, you know, I, I like to read. So back, maybe this is already an old analogy because everyone's on e-readers, but let's say you're, you're reading a book, right? And you're kind of thinking, I, I don't know how much I want to read anymore. I'm getting a little tired. And you sort of flip forward to see how many pages left in the chapter. And if there's like two pages left, you're like, oh, okay, I'll read it. But if you flip forward and there's 20 pages left in the chapter, you say, you just put it down. Like, I'm not going to make it there. So why even keep going further? People look at the timer. Everyone sees how much time is left in the video. The margin of error for a long video, I think, is so much smaller because – People have to feel like in the first, if they're not engaged by the first 15 seconds, they're like, I'm not going to do another minute and a half of this. But if you only have 15 more seconds, they think, whatever, like it's, it's almost done anyway. And this is so important because the most important part of a video is the end because that's the call to action. That's where you tell people what you want them to do. I think from a client standpoint, there's the, the urge to keep – putting more features and more benefits in, there's this belief that the product will save them, right? The product is so good that the more people hear about it, the more they'll like it. But we're seeing that the opposite is true. People, people don't – we're overestimating their attention spans. They, they're, they have a very small window, and you got to get them in that window. Yes, I think there's another, another component to it as well. I think that when it comes to verbosity um, and – there we go. That, that's a word. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have that on the show notes page along with a link to uh, this study. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going yeah. Yeah, to have a lot on the show notes page for this yeah. one. Anybody who can spell verbosity gets extra bonus points. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I think we don't trust. We tend as marketing um, experts not to trust our audience. So we end up giving them more and more and more. And the audience is not stupid. Yeah, we, we don't trust the, the their ability to understand what we're telling them. So it's like when uh, you're, you're talking to somebody and they keep explaining essentially the same thing over and over again, which so maybe some of our viewers are getting right now. <laughs> and they, they think, you know, I get it. I get it. You, you want to just shake. You feel rude, but you want to look at the person and say, I understand what you're saying. You don't, you don't have to keep explaining it in slightly different ways. And I think you're absolutely right. Most people understand that they're smart enough to get the core message. Your video is just trying to introduce the value, give them something that they can maybe share online, You know, something that can, can help you uh, virally. You're not trying to complete the entire sales process with one video. And I think that's another element that, that people think of as well. The video tip for this episode is short and to the point. It will help you hone your message from 60 to 30 and even to 15 seconds. Just go to videomarketing2.0.net forward slash video tips and look for the download link for this episode. And we invite you to share your results with us as well at info 
at videomarketing2.0.net. Now to the second part of our podcast. So in the first segment, we talked about, you know, shorter is generally better. And that study that we cited, that's going to be on the show notes page from uh, Wistia that found that the first 30 seconds of the video um, were just golden. That a 90-second video versus that 30-second video did not provide that much more extra value and sometimes even less engagement. So I'm just curious, from all your years of experience of writing scripts, of of creating videos at ThinkMojo and all the work that you've done as a as a wordsmith, what are the options if you can't get that message into that short, tight video that you need more time? What do you do? I think that you there's always an option. I think that you you can't give up and think that it's just not going to fit. It will always fit. You can always delete more. That's something that I've always I one of the the things that you have to get over as a writer is you you can't be attached to your own words. And I think that the same is true if you're running a business, if you're starting a a business and and developing your message. There's nothing that you can't let go of. There's nothing that's so valuable that you can't part with in order to make the message better. So force your, I would say an exercise for, for everyone is to force, your, force yourself to explain your product in one sentence. If you can do it effectively in one sentence, then that's a great start. And it's something you're going to have to do anyway because you're – whenever you go to uh, – if you go to meetings with uh, VCs, if you go to different trade shows, people aren't going to come by your booth and – you know, sit sit there for ten minutes as you explain every last bit of your your company. You you're gonna have to explain it to them in in one sentence, maybe two anyway. So this is a great time to start. First step: explain your value overall. What your mission is? What are you trying to do? Not what does your product do? What are you trying to do for people's lives? You know, if you have a uh, a product that I don't know helps people, um, it makes it easier for for industry to. Uh, you know, order manufacturing supplies, right? I mean, it's it's a very specific thing. You don't say we are making it easier for you to to you know order those things that you need for your car. You're what you're doing, making business more efficient, right? You have to learn how to speak in terms that are resonant to people that really speak to the value of your product and not just what your product does. Next, take a list of just three things: the three key things that you're the key functions of your product and be ruthless in how, how direct you are. You know, you you may have 10 things that your product does that you love. Narrow it down to three, just make it the most important three because people are probably going to much more after the three anyway. And then when you, you have this, be very clear about what you want your video to accomplish. I think one of the things that creates this uh, this desire to you know, keep adding more to the video is that people want their videos to be both the uh, they want to introduce their product, they want it to explain exactly how their product works, and, and they want it to close the sale. So they th- those are three different videos. I mean, those are you know teasers and you know a sales video all in one. If you try to do that, you're you're not going to accomplish really e- any of them very well. So you know, be very know, specific about what do you want it to do. Right, and sort of taking a page from what's what's transpired in the world of websites. It used to have you used to have one website and you had the home page and that's where you wanted everybody to start. But those days are gone because now we have specific landing pages depending on where people are inter engaging with you. 
And you, if you think of your videos the same way, you had, you had mentioned three specific different objectives or messages that a company may want to have and stuff it into one video. Well, that's perhaps just too much stuff. And similar to a landing page, if you have a series of smaller videos, and we talked earlier in the uh, podcast about smaller can be better, shorter can be better. So instead of trying to stuff it in one big one, make it into very specific shorter videos and each one with a much more defined goal and perhaps a different audience. Absolutely. And that's another thing. It's not just what you want your video to do. Tied into that is who are you speaking to? You know, that's that's one of the things that always gets me. Uh, it's one of the first questions we always ask when when creating a video. Who is your audience? You know, they, they say, you know, for a, a speaker, whether you're on TV, on the radio or just speaking at a convention, pick out one person in the audience and talk to them. And that's the, that's what you're, you have to do the same thing when you're creating a video. Imagine who is the, the ideal person, your demographic, your key user, and speak directly to them their concerns. And if you try to – if you have too many verticals and too many verticals that are too unique, then maybe you have to make more than one video because you may think, well, I'm spending this money. I want to get the most value out of, out of this video by having it appeal to everyone. But there's a tipping point where you try to do too much and your video ends up doing nothing and that, that money, that investment winds up being a bit wasted. So essentially what you're saying, I mean instead of using a one big video – you know, consider doing a series of videos, shorter videos. Always consider who your audience is. So your audience in that 90-second video may be a number of different people. So if you split it into two or three videos, you can go specifically to the audience that you want. And another way, another thing we talked about was keeping it simple. Don't, don't add too many uh, frills to it. Get to the point. Understand who the uh, what you're trying to say. You've got to get to a call to action on this video. We're talking about business videos here. We're not talking about the uh, fluffy little cat, you know, that goes on YouTube that gets seven million hits. That's absolutely right. Your your value, the value of your video, is not in how many people see it. It's in how many downloads you get, how many sales you get after people see it. So you you want to focus less on you know just making your video to be this viral monster and more about how do I make it effective and simple ways to make it effective. Like you said, pick out your key audience, pick out your messages and be ruthless. Go directly at them. Well, I think that's a good summary for, uh, for today's episode. Uh, the episode that we talked about how good things come in small packages, uh, short or sweet. Let's see what other cliches can we get in there? Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I would I wouldn't mind hearing your story again about the <laughs> <laughs> well you know in in the last twenty minutes I've grown a whole extra inch so you know there I'm no you longer so as short as I was but <laughs> so you're back I'm back I'm back <laughs> you know another enjoyable podcast and we welcome everybody to uh, to join us and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Stitcher Radio app and you know remember you can download previous episodes as well. Until next time, this is Joel Gubich for Brendan Cardi. See you next time on Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com.
or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.